The Minnesota Vikings have brought joy and misery to the Vikings fans for many years. At the Skull Purple Podcast, we just want to see the Vikings party with the Lombardi. Join us for analysis, interviews, laughs, and much more. It's the podcast by Vikings fans for Vikings fans. The Skull Purple Podcast starts now. Here's your host, Carson Schubert. Well, welcome into the Skull Purple Podcast. We are alive. Yes, believe it or not. Uh, we did not die over the offseason, even though, uh, um, you know, as Vikings fans, you never know. But uh, <laughs> we made it back. Tony, how are you, my brother? I'm doing well, man. I am doing well. I am excited for the season that is almost upon us, Carson. I mean, we are T minus about two weeks and again, it's preseason, but actually watching NFL football. So, I mean, let that sink in for a moment. About two weeks away, we will be playing the Seahawks uh, in preseason football. So I'm excited. And watching your favorite Vikings quarterback, Jaron Hall, throw a football. That's right. That's right. At least we get to see, uh, you know, what we got in the youngster and, uh, you know, maybe a little, maybe a little Nick Mullins, you know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it's good to be back guys because, uh, yeah, we've got that football itch or at least I do. I don't know about Tony. Um, but, uh, I, uh, after watching that Netflix series quarterback with Kirk cousins, obviously, Patty Mahomes and uh, Marcus Mariota. I am absolutely 100% ready for Vikings football. I am. Uh, I'm very much ready to get going here. So, um, yeah, no, we did not forget about our channel. Uh, we just uh, had some other things <laughs> going on. Um, a lot of things that you were probably part of there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> good old good old padre chiming in here um trying to take a little time off during the summer not a lot of uh talking points but lo and behold tony the talking points are building up over the last week or two but uh let's start with this one and i believe jordan addison phrased it this way kevin o'connell phrased it this way it was a mistake that Jordan Addison made, and uh, he ended up going 140 miles per hour and uh, at around 3 a.m. He says, he says, Tony, that he had a dog emergency, which um, that's, that's understandable, right? It's understandable. You have a dog emergency, but at 3 a.m., it's kind of like, I don't know. But uh, 140 miles an hour he was going. He got a uh, ticket for that or a fine for that or whatever. But uh, he made a mistake. He owned up to it, which I think is important. He owned up to it. Vikings uh, talked to him, and they even got calls, I think, from some of his family or friends saying, hey, this is not the guy that you that, that you just saw do this. This is not the type of guy Jordan Addison is. And I am I am willing to give him a break on this one. You know, I think uh, sometimes you're out late and you sometimes maybe don't realize how fast you're going. But 
hopefully this doesn't become a pattern uh, because then then we're going to have some some problems. But I, I don't think it's anything too big, and I think he's going to learn from it, and we're going to be doing all right. What, do you, what are your thoughts on uh, Jordan Addison's little mishap? Yeah, I mean, look, at, at the end of the day, it's not a great look uh for 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 jordan and i get that he's got um you know the 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 dog emergency pet emergency excuse uh that he's using it and i and i only say excuse because that's what he said he said that's why he was uh, committing dog ate his homework yeah i mean i (laughs) so it is what it is i uh i think for me uh as someone that lives around the twin cities if, if you don't know this um the uh where he got pulled over was like close to downtown St. Paul. Um and I know I tweeted this out after the news came out and uh certainly when I, I can't remember which news outlet it was, it might have been WCCO uh mentioned where he got pulled over. But where he got pulled over, this is like towards downtown St. Paul. This isn't some rural highway out in the middle of nowhere. And the reason why I bring this up is to say, if it really was an emergency and he's freaking out and he's thinking his dog is going to die or is in some sort of, uh, you know, emergency, certainly I understand uh, to a degree. I still don't think you should go 140 miles an hour. But if it legit was not maybe the dog thing and maybe we just like to go fast, um, (laughs) that is not a place to go fast. Uh, You are going to get caught. Uh, There are cops there all of the time. Um, so for me, it was a little bit of a head scratcher, just like, you know, I like to go fast too. And, uh, I'm only saying this for entertainment purposes, law enforcement, but when I want to go fast, I tend to go places that are rural and outside of where they may be. Um, and certainly not in the thick of the bee's nest. Um, so it just seemed to me that it was a pretty large lapse in judgment, uh, as to not only going the speed, but where, uh, we're choosing to open her up. Um, but you know, like I said, it is what it is. It sounds like there wasn't any alcohol involved. Um, you know, not that that's like the be all and end all, but it does matter. Um, you know, it, it basically go, could have gone to a felony, you know, had alcohol or some other substances, uh, you know, had been involved, which they weren't. So at this point we'll treat it like a traffic incident. Nobody else got hurt. It is what it is. As you mentioned, hopefully it's a learning moment and we just move forward. Yeah, at least at least there was no outside factors like alcohol or drugs uh, that yeah. were reported involved with it. Um, and like you said, it's it's a learning curve, learning moment for him. And uh, maybe uh, maybe it's just an endorsement for you that uh, you need to uh, try and get Jordan Addison to hang out with you, so that way he can understand what time of day the cops are out and, you know, (laughs) in the area, you know? Yeah. If he wants to go 140 miles an hour, again, law enforcement, I say this for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) I would just have better ideas than where he was going 140 miles an hour. See now everybody, just so we are aware, Tony never goes over the speed limit. He is a very faithful law abiding citizen. There's never any question about it for Tony. So just so we're aware of that. Yeah, actually, and I do, I actually mean this. I'm not, I'm not saying this part for entertainment purposes to date, knock on wood. 
your uh, your bestie Steggy here uh, has yet to ever get a speeding ticket. I am still batting a thousand on speeding. Wow, tickets. I thought I was doing good at age twenty seven now, but uh, wow. I've I've gotten some parking tickets. I've gotten some. I got a taillight warning when I was driving a work vehicle. That was fantastic. Um, <laughs> and then also, I got uh, I got a warning for speeding, even though it was only like five miles an hour over the speed limit in a oh. fifty-five. So I was going like sixty in a fifty-five. But yes, oh, yeah. I know it's technically breaking the law. But uh, yeah. yeah, well, you know, look, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm just saying nobody's caught me yet. <laughs> There's a big difference. That's the key. That's yeah. the key. It's Again. not illegal unless you're caught, right? Yeah. So it's, I'm just saying, Addison, come on. Come on, man. So let's get it together. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I think he'll be fine, and it's going to be fun to watch him and JJ and TJ, KJ, and all the weapons that the Vikings have assembled on offense. And I'm also interested to see how the running game does. We uh, are going to talk more about some of these key cogs, uh, maybe go a little bit position by, well, we won't go position by position today, but we'll probably do that more. So when we get closer to um, some decisions being made in regards to people being cut or whatever, um, but the Vikings did make some depth signings, uh, Tony, and we will talk about those a little bit here as well. But uh, one thing I want to talk about that uh, was a talking point today at the press conferences leading into training camp is Daniil Hunter. Um, apparently, he actually reported today, but what does that mean exactly? We don't really know. Um, so I'm kind of interested to get your thoughts um, on that as he reports to training camp. Um, do you think that this contract is going to um, play a role uh, in him not, you know, performing at training camp or not participating in the activities? I mean, it's no surprise to me. I'm, I guess I'm a little surprised that he did report. Granted, I mean, I, I can't remember the figure. I wish I could remember. Carson, you, you may have it. But I think it's it's 50000 a day uh, that when he did, if he, if he did not report, which was non, uh, I, I want to say refundable is probably the wrong way to put it. But basically, there was no way he was going to get it back. Um, he would be penalized. I believe it was 50000 a day. So, um, you know... Look, not that that's, um, you know, a large amount of money for someone to, you know, that's making quite a bit of money, um, but that's still not an insignificant amount of money. Um, I really don't care who you are. So, um, you know, in part, I'm a little surprised that he reported, but I guess on the flip side of it, maybe, um, you know, maybe not all that surprised. I mean, if he doesn't want to, uh, he probably, here's the other aspect of it. I guess now that I'm chewing on this a little bit, Carson, he probably also doesn't want to seem like he has character issues if the Vikings are potentially trying to move him um, because that does matter. And so if he's willing to report, even if it's in limited duty, um, 
it looks good for him from a character standpoint and a locker room guy to any potential suitors. So we'll see. Uh, selfishly, and I'd love to hear your your take on this and what you'd like to see ha- happen, but selfishly, I would like to see um, them extend him or you know work out some sort of deal where he's happy. Maybe it's a two-year deal that's front-loaded this year and uh, as much as we can, and then he basically could hit the market next year uh, with maybe like an opt-out or something like that. Um, you know, I would like to see Daniil on this team. I don't see a lot of answers behind him, um, which so again, that's why I'd like to see him play um, at this stage of the season. You know, any capital we get is probably going to be 2024 capital. And uh, and I'm just focused on this year. So I don't know. What, what would you in an ideal world want to see happen with that situation? Well, I would like either, I'd like some sort of resolution beyond this year. Um, so to me, if you're just going to keep him on the team for this year and he's going to be gone, I would get some value out of him. You know, I, I am that kind of person in ter- and I know this is more of like a Madden philosophy, I guess, but if I've got a guy that's going to have an expiring contract and I know I'm not going to resign him, no matter how good he is, I would try and get value out of that guy because I I think that can be helpful for the team in the future. You can get even if you can get a small draft pick in return, um, it might be better than nothing. However, there is a value too in the person playing and helping you win games in 2023. So I get that aspect of it too. Um, but if you can get and I know we've talked about a first-round pick. I don't know if we could get a first-rounder for Hunter unless somebody says, um, or unless somebody else comes to an agreement with him on a contract. Say, oh, the uh, Jaguars, who apparently he follows their Instagram account, whoop-de-doo. Um, <laughs> and so if he goes to the Jaguars and they're giving us a first-round pick, they say yeah, we'll give you a first round pick. And the Vikings are like, all right, great. What's the catch? Well, we need him to sign an extension, at least two year extension for us to do this. And I wouldn't blame them. You know, I, I would agree. They need a, some sort of extension for Daniil Hunter, but Quasi in regards to Daniil Hunter was pretty passive. I mean, he did say he was going to be happy to see him. That doesn't mean much. Um, yay. Happy to see him. Um, it could mean a lot of things. Um, some underlying things. Cause Quasi's very smart. Like let's not let that get by us here. Quasi's a very smart guy and he knew not to go into too deeply on what this situation means for Daniil Hunter that he's at TCO, you know? So, like, yeah. he knew in that press conference, like, I'm not going to say, oh, we're going to sign him to extension, or I'm not going to say he's going to participate. We don't know any of that stuff. We need to have conversations, all this. So, it is good that he's there, but take it with a grain of salt. It doesn't mean they're um, any closer to coming to agreement on terms, uh, which is unfortunate because I would like to see some resolution come to pass. Um, and you know, honestly for this season, it would be great to have him. Like you mentioned, there's not much depth behind him. Uh, but 
if you're able to get some value, I'd be willing to trade him because here's the thing, Tony, maybe the Vikings think about this season differently, but I think you and I are kind of on that same page where, yes, we'd like to have players that can help us compete, but here's the thing. We know we're not going to go win the NFC championship game. We're not going to probably even get to the NFC championship game with this defense, no matter how good Brian Flores is this defense is going to have to take a couple of years to get its foot footing underneath it and to see what they can do um, once they have more experience. And also, not, not to mention the new system that Flores is bringing. It's another new system. So even some of the veteran players, like a Harrison Smith, he he's very smart, but there might be some things that he's asked to do differently. Uh, now, I don't think he's going to be asked to do the same thing he did in the Donatel system, which is a good thing. And I think Flores is too smart to uh, put him in that kind of same role. Smith really flourishes, it seems like, when he's near the line of scrimmage and can kind of confound the quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do there. But, uh, yeah, I... I'm not uh, too optimistic yet on anything getting done, whatever it may be, a trade or a um, extension. But yeah, that's that's where I would rest on that. Anything you want to add there? Well, here's the other element to it. You know, if he's unhappy and we're very, very far apart in uh, negotiations, right? It only takes one marquee. Uh, edge rusher to go down in training camp with an injury. And we've already seen some injuries now start to pile up across the league for stupid reasons or otherwise. And, um, you know, all of a sudden they're going to come knocking because the league knows that there's a situation there. You know, the league at large knows that he's not happy with his current contract. You know, there was a large possibility that he did not report, uh, which he did, obviously. Um, but there's still, you know, there's a little bit of a, I don't want to say rift, but there's a chance that he would be available at a price. And so, you know, if a guy goes down, like I said, some big name edge rusher, don't be surprised if a deal's not done yet, they come knocking and that, that could change things immensely quickly too. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned injuries, those, who knows what kind of injuries could happen here in the next two, three weeks. Yeah. Um, so, well, well, that's kind of the scary thing with training camp. I was going to say that earlier when we first started is, is as excited as I am about training All right. camp to start. Tony, Tony. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Edge rusher. Put, put my fingers in the dirt and we're going to make it happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming in. I'm coming for your job to Neil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Tony's yeah. telling Tony to get in the dirt. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean honestly it's one of those things where training camp is exciting but it is that time of year where I don't know ever since Teddy's knee exploded it's like training camp brings a little bit of anxiety about just weird injuries that can happen. I remember uh When Diggs, have the Vikings ever had weird injuries? Well, the year that Diggs uh I think his last year uh that Diggs had with with Minnesota, he uh he had a hamstring uh, and you know, it was okay. It didn't keep him from playing week one, but if you remember, it kind of just nagged him all season long. And so 
That's what I'm really hoping for with training camp more than anything. I mean, obviously I want to see how the team does and how they're looking. And, you know, especially with the defense, what's that, what's that looking like? But the biggest thing is getting out of training camp healthy. Can we do it? Can we get out of camp relatively unscathed? And if we can do that, uh, we, we have our first step towards, uh, towards the Lombardi. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, we do have some transactions here, Tony. Um, now, this is not listed on the Vikings website for transactions, but uh, I sent you the link yesterday evening that uh, ML Football on Twitter, or X as it is now becoming, um, he, uh, he tweeted that Super Bowl champion versatile offensive tackle Bobby Evans is signing with the Minnesota Vikings. League sources familiar with the situation tell him a great depth move by Minnesota, him adding his little two cents on the issue. But uh, I uh, I don't mind it as a depth piece because the most that he's going to do, hopefully, is be a backup, and that's the most. Um, the Vikings also signed Colin Thompson, a tight end, and guard Jack Snyder, um, they placed uh, Andre Carter on the active, physically unable to perform list, the pup list. Uh, they also placed uh, Chris Reed on the active non-football injury list and waived non-injury football injury for wide receiver Malik Knowles. So I'm not sure. Does that mean he's gone? I'm, I don't know. Uh, that's one thing I am not sure the waived slash non-football injury thing, but uh... yeah, I think it's it, because they're not releasing him necessarily. They are waiving him. So he'll hit the waiver wire. If he clears the waiver wire, essentially, then we can kind of do whatever we feel like doing. Then we release him or, you know, whatever we kind of feel like doing in that spot. But um, the good news is with all those Carson, no big names, you know, no, no big names that we're worried about ending up on the pop. Um, as far as the signings are concerned, you know, again, it's, it's depth. Uh, that sounds like the tight end that we signed, probably the biggest piece that he, he may add, uh, the biggest piece of his game, I should say that that's a, more of an addition, uh, is the fact that he's a very seasoned long snapper. So if that's something that we may be looking to upgrade, he could potentially slide into that spot. Um, you know, even if it's depth that he could maybe end up on the practice squad in case an injury happens, or maybe they look to get cheaper at that position. Uh, since if you remember, we signed our long snapper last year to a pretty big deal. Um, and uh, that's long and snapper then, in the league, baby. That's right. And then, you know, as far as the uh, Bobby Evans, um, you know, pick up that it is purely depth. Uh, the biggest benefit we get with him is that he is versatile, so he can play tackle and guard. So for whatever reason, and again, knock on wood, uh, we have a rash of injuries like we did towards the tail end of last season. Um, he's a guy that can fill in at both guard and tackle um, if absolutely necessary. And it's important to have guys that can do that, that can fill those roles and, and wear multiple hats. So um, I don't hate it. It's not sexy. I get that it's like Super Bowl winning, but that's like, you know, the, the guy that was, you know, played special teams, which this guy pretty much, 
that was his primary role with the Rams. Um, you know, it, he was on he was on the 53 when they won the Super Bowl. So there's that. But I don't know if he was a, really any sort of contributor to that Super Bowl. He was there. That's all that matters. So you can maybe he played. I don't know. It looks like. Well, I did, did see this. Up. He ended up on the uh, it's it did say that uh, he ended up on the Vikings practice squad towards the tail end of last year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah so I suppose they were that, pretty desperate at that time. <laughs> yeah. So he was I, apparently not playing football. Or he was, yeah. or maybe he was on another practice squad, um, but he ended up on the Vikings practice squad at the tail end of last season. So this is a familiar face. Um, he did spend some time with O'Connell in L.A. Um, when he was uh, in L.A. with McVeigh. So um, yeah, again, good good depth signing. Obviously, um, there's some familiarity there, and that's good. Yeah. Any of the other signings? mean anything to you colin thompson jack snyder so this jack snyder guy by the way he was in the uh usfl i believe or maybe the xfl one of the two mm. um and okay. uh so he was part of a part of a team there he's relatively young i want to say like maybe 25 okay sure sure yeah and we picked up another guy from the xfl uh Is receiver thompson uh no no uh no he's got a really cool name and i wish lucky I could jackson it. lucky jackson there you go yeah that was back on may 23rd we got old lucky jackson yeah so you know another guy that we'll probably be able to see some in, in preseason i mean he was a guy that uh was on the winning the championship <laughs> team uh for the xfl last year uh, mr lucky jackson so um, yeah, I mean, it's I love the preseason because I'm such a football nerd. I I like watching to see these depth guys. And uh, I can remember watching when Thielen, um, you know, tried out for the team. And his first year, you know, a lot of people, you probably remember Carson, but a lot of people don't remember the fact that Thielen didn't automatically make the 53. I mean, he was actually on the practice squad for his first year with the team. Right. So I remember watching him in preseason and, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily think that there was something there, but I loved, you could tell he played with a lot of heart, a lot of passion. He ran hard and, um, and it was a cool story, even if he didn't make you know, the team and, and certainly the career that he's had ever since. So I love the preseason just to watch some of these young guys and go, huh, I wonder if this guy or that guy has something. And even if it's not this year, maybe they're guys that might show up in a year or two. So, yeah. And uh, so Jack Snyder, by the way, former XFL guy, he's age 26. He spent last year, it looks like with the LA Rams, similar to, uh, Bobby Evans, even though Bobby was, I don't think with the Rams last year, or if he was, it was, he was let go pretty early, I think. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So another depth signing, um, probably, a practice squad candidate, if nothing else. Um, that's probably what you're looking at with old, old Jack Snyder and probably the same thing with Colin Thompson, this tight end. I don't, know much about him but you know we have this thing called google uh, apparently that has not had its name changed yet so 
No, I think oh, it's still uh, Google for now. <laughs> um, so Colin Thompson, he's 29 years old at this point. So maybe just a depth depth piece, uh, yeah. given the Vikings a few more targets out there for the uh, training camp time period. Um, he was with the Giants, the Bears, the Birmingham Iron, Tampa Bay Viper, uh, Vipers, Panthers, um, for a few seasons and now with the Vikings, he's got, he's got one reception in his career, Tony for seven yards and a touchdown. So there you go. Hey, if it's gotta be one reception, at least it was a touchdown. At least it was a tutty. That's right. That's right. So there is uh Colin Thompson and now Tony, they also did wave John Reed, which, I don't even really remember them picking him up, but uh, they waved him. So probably a future Hall of Fame corner, but uh, there you go. Of course, that's how it always turns out. (laughs) Speaking of Hall of Famers, uh, Kirk Cousins, the Netflix star. Yeah. Come on, you get a laugh? You get a laugh? I mean, look, he's got a little bit of, he's got a little charisma. I, I'll pose this question, Carson. Um, have you watched the whole thing? I guess I that's did. The first I finally got through it. Okay, so I've I've also watched all eight episodes of uh, of the the series or docu series. Um, so then, this my second question for you is: Do you like Kirk Cousins more, less, or just the same after watching the series? I'd say I like him more. Um... I for sure respect him a lot more than what I did just by seeing the beating and brutality of the injuries he undertook last year, but, you know, played every snap pretty much. So I uh, definitely gained some respect for him in that regard. Of the three, I probably like him the most out of the three. (laughs) I, I, I maybe we'll get some uh, back, back flack on this or uh backlash on this get my words right geez um <laughs> backlash on this but uh i kind of found mahomes and especially his wife quite annoying and uh yeah that's what i'll just say i'm curious to hear your feedback uh i mean it not a dissimilar assessment i mean i as far as kirk is concerned i would agree that i had a newfound respect for his um toughness i thought you know he certainly exuded an amount of toughness there that you know without seeing behind the curtain a bit you know we kind of miss as fans just looking week in week out uh on sundays and uh so that i thought was uh was cool i mean in in a sense if that's the right even the right word um so i i think i gained some respect for him that way i would say that my vision of him as a quarterback um in a lot of ways was more confirming some of the biases that I already had. Um, I think he's very good. And I've said this on the show plenty of times. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think the biggest issue with Kirk is he's got this monkey on his back that they're just, there's that little voice inside of his head called doubt. And, um, you know, that's what probably keeps him from the next level and boy, he's he's not far off of that top level. I mean, I really, and I've again 
said this a, a million times. Um, he's a very good quarterback, but it just, especially as the season went on, there was a moment uh, when they showed him on the sidelines of that Indianapolis game where we're about to kick the game winning field goal. And I think it was like a 42 yard field goal, not a short field goal, but not, it's not like we're talking 55 yards here. And uh, you may have, have seen, he was, I think he was talking to O'Connell or somebody and he said, it's too far. It's too far. And I'm just thinking to myself like, no, Kirk, it's not too far. We're going to win the game. Like, <laughs> and I get, you know, human emotions come into play, but you watch the flip side with a Patrick Mahomes. There is no doubt in that kid's mind. He's going to win every play, every game. It's just, and that's the difference. And yes, I did find Mahomes to be a little annoying at times, but that's all co- also because I'm an old curmudgeon now. Uh, so he's just a young guy and, you know, he's, he's whatever, but I didn't find him insufferable. He seems like a nice kid. And uh, obviously I think his wife makes him worse, but well, he's on top of the world, <laughs> you know, man, I mean, he's playing elite of elite football and, um, you know, it's cool to see a guy work as hard as he does. He puts in a ton of work. Oh yeah. Um, but also have Own the trainer success. and everything. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. I, I found Mariota to be very boring and uh, he seems like he'd be a likable guy. He just wasn't entertaining. And if we're just yeah. looking at it from the entertainment perspective, eh, like I kind of checked out after about the third episode when they would show him. I'm like, all right, now I can look at my phone and see if there's any Vikings news I need to catch up on. So, um, but I liked it. Overall, it was very good. Yeah, I, I think Marcus seemed like a really nice guy. Seems yeah. like a nice guy. And I think he's very, um, very reserved. Um, and I think Kirk is that way to an extent, not nearly as reserved as Mariota. Um, but I think that can also be a detriment, especially at the quarterback position, because a lot of times quarterbacks are supposed to be out there fiery and the leaders like Mahomes, like you said, that you got to give him credit. Uh, Mahomes does that really well. He takes charge in the huddle, uh, does the pregame hype speeches. Yes, Kirk does those too. Um, but I just think there's something, I mean, it's not just that Mahomes talks the talk. He walks the walk every single week. Yeah. Like there is rarely a downtime for Patrick Mahomes or a down game for Patrick Mahomes. And, um, yes, he has them every now and then, but it seems like he just continues to be great. Like there's even with the injury, like that made me respect Mahomes a lot more. The injury that he was going through too, the high ankle sprain, which I knew like, and maybe you knew during the playoffs too, but this yeah. kind of almost added another layer to that. Like, Oh boy, this is really serious. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think that really added another layer of respect for me on Mahomes. And again, like you said, I do agree. It's Kirk kind of had that mentality of like, oh well, we we didn't get him close enough for the kick or whatever. I I do remember that um, he's not close enough or whatever. But uh, yeah, I I will say, like I said, Kirk, I got some more respect for him. Uh, that grind is crazy for NFL players and um, man, I understand 
to a degree why they make the money that they do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. To yeah, I mean, it's, it's a hard position. And I think the, the part that doesn't go um, overstate, or I should say the part that doesn't get emphasized enough is the fact that, you know, it's, it's for lack of a better way to put it, it's your ass no matter what. Um, you know, you right. win, it's on you and you're, and you're the, you know, you're the, 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 the focal point of that win. And if you lose, you're equally the focal point of the loss. And whether that's fair or unfair, it's a burden that every quarterback carries with, with them. So, uh, you know, it's why you've got guys like, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes that probably in a lot of ways do carry their team and they earn it every single week. And then, you know, you've got a guy like Daniel Jones and, you know, that whole situation with Saquon Barkley where he's going, yeah, you're making $40 million because of me. Like, <laughs> you know, um, so it's, it is what it is. It comes with a position and, uh, you know, you live and die by that sword, I suppose. Well, the Vikings already know the mistake that the Giants are making or are attempting to make, maybe I should say, of paying the quarterback $40 million, even though Kirk's not making that much. And paying the running back double-digit million dollars. The Vikings already have been down that road. It does not work. The running back position cannot be a position you pay big money to, especially when you're paying big money to your quarterback. Because you pay big money to your quarterback, Tony, to be able to overcome deficiencies, not only in the pass game, but in the run game not only for your receivers, but your running backs. And I think I think it's counterproductive to pay both your quarterback and running back big money, in my opinion. Both top 10, top 5 type of money. I, I just yeah. don't like it. And Dallas even suffered with it to a degree with Ezekiel Elliott. Imagine what they could have done this past season if they had gotten another you know, another 10, $15 million player added to their roster. Maybe they would have beat San Francisco and we could have been talking about an entirely different Super Bowl. So, um, you know, obviously again, one player doesn't break the team. One player doesn't make the team or one player doesn't make the team, but as they do say, one player can break a team. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on that on uh, just the running back position, which I have never talked about on this show before. No, never. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's the right move for the Vikings uh, to be done. And just, of course, speaking about this team, this squad, um, and the situation that we're in, the, the, moving on from Dalvin was the was the right move. And it doesn't mean that Dalvin is not a talented player, he certainly is, and I'd be the first person to tell you. I think Dalvin Cook is a, is a good uh, to certainly above average uh, running back in this league. The problem was always the money, and you know the issue is is it's it's a supply and demand issue. I mean, it it kind of is as simple as that. If you can find two backs that cost you a tenth of what one primary back is going to cost you but they get similar production, it kind of doesn't make sense to pay one guy that much money because you can find the same value in another back that's young or a stable of backs that are cheaper. So it's it doesn't mean that these guys don't have value. It just means that 
their value is, is diminished by the market that they are in. And it's just the way that the NFL is right now. Now, do I think that the pendulum could swing the other way at some point? Of course, a thousand percent. Just like I think that the the quarterback market, as insane as it is now, I'm not saying it's ever going to go way the other way. Like, I don't think we're going to find that the, the scale is going to start tipping backwards, but it will slow because it's only going to take a couple of big time contracts that bust like we saw with Daniel Jones, for instance, because I'm waiting for that one. I think that's going to be the bombshell that actually starts to hurt the quarterback market, just like the Ezekiel Elliott running back contract hurt the running back position. It was this massive contract. All of a sudden there was no tread left on the tire and it hurt the Cowboys organization. I mean, just from a financial standpoint um, and their ability to reallocate that money in other places. So um, it, it'll, I do think things will settle right now. They're just, they're in the doldrums of that running back position being devalued. And part of that reason is some of these massive contracts, Adrian's Ezekiel's included um, in recent memory. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the receiver position is like in that, in that mode now where people are going to, continue to overvalue it maybe um yeah and we'll see how long that lasts um but uh it's definitely definitely one of those things right now i would say um, yeah i thought i thought the christian kirk contract would be one that was going to maybe tip it back a little bit and uh now he played well so i mean good for christian kirk but yeah it'll happen it'll it'll happen for receivers too <laughs> there you go all right, here it is. Here it is, the new look unis from the Vikings um, on social media. Um, they are throwback uniforms uh, for the Vikings, by the way. Um, if you don't recognize them, these are uniforms the Vikings wore uh, prior to the 2006 season, I want to say. Uh, Tony, you can back me up or tell me I'm wrong on that uh, if you disagree, but uh, I think that's what it was. Um, no, you're right. I like it. I like it, Tony. What are your What are your thoughts on the look that the Vikings will be rolling out on the opening weekend? This will be the uniform they're going to throw out against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Uh, I have. Um, I mean, I, I was not alive in the 70s era uh, Vikings, granted not too far off. Uh, however, I do like the look of the throwback jerseys. They do remind me a bit of the throwback jerseys from my era of watching um, the Vikings, which isn't too much of a detachment from, you know, your 80s and 90s Vikings. So um, I like them. I know it sounds like some people don't. Uh, I, I'm a fan. I don't think I'm going to run out and go pick one up because I feel like for me, if I'm going to buy a throwback jersey, it's probably going to be with a throwback player on it versus a modern player on the roster. But uh, I do like them, and I think it'll look cool out in the field. Yeah, I I love these actually more than the current uniforms. <laughs> and I know there's been at least one person I saw say that as well. Um, I'm not a huge fan. They're kind of like, I don't hate our uniforms, but I'm not the biggest of fans fan of the new kind of 
or I should say not the new, but the one, the jerseys that we've been going out with. I like the all whites. Sure. Um, but Is like the, the lettering, purples, the home purples. Yeah. I don't know if it's the lettering or I don't know. It just seems dull to me. And I feel like these pop more. Um, and maybe it's just because the purple color is a little different on these, but uh, I don't know. They just pop more to me compared to the current uh, Viking uniforms, or at least the current uh, home uniforms. Um, not the not talking about the you know the current the current um, like um, night themed jerseys. The what do you call them? The uh, what are they called, Tony? Come on, help me out here. Are you talking about the color rush? The color rush, yeah, color yeah. rush. Like I, I like the color rush sort of, um, and I like the away whites, all whites. But yep. that's kind of about it. I, I mean, it's not like I hate it. Like I think there are worse uniforms in the league, but um, I love these. I really do love these, and I think. I think I might have to go get one, Tony. I'm not going to lie. I think I might have to go get one. Yeah. Well, I, I certainly wouldn't hate it if I had one. I just, uh, I think if it were me, I'd probably go with a, you know, like a legendary player on there versus a, a modern player. Oh, and again, that's just a personal sure. preference, but I do like them. I do like them. I think some of the funnier comments I saw on Twitter or X or, uh, skibbity blue blah or whatever it's supposed to be called now. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, is uh, there was all these comments about so they're the same, and I thought to myself like, clearly um... you're not a Vikings fan because <laughs> those jerseys look nothing like we've been rolling with for about the last like at least five seasons. Like there's no. been nothing even close to that. So I don't know what people are watching, but uh, you know. Yeah, I I saw that too, and I was also quite confused there with you <laughs> yeah like uh well uh no they're not but uh, i can't really trying. fight with that yeah i was like eh, yeah all right. i was like i i think if they're thinking they're the same uniforms uh you probably are already have lost that battle so yeah. uh might as well just move on at that point right yeah yeah i can't fight that much you don't know what you're talking about. Like <laughs> that's what that way. I actually did put thought into like, do I want to go screenshot what the current uniforms look like? And then I'm like, why am I doing work to no, Nope. It's not worth it. Just let it go. Let it go. If the internet has taught me anything, let it go. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Tony, are there anything, is there anything else that I have overlooked in um, the topics for the show? Um, I think we've talked about, there's not really any news regarding TJ Hawkinson or Justin Jefferson's extension. So I don't really think there's much to talk about there that we haven't talked about already. Um yeah. Is there anything else on your mind before we wrap up this show? I will uh, make a note that um, I think, I think, I'm not going to promise anything, but I think we are on track for at least one episode a week from here on throughout football season. So buckle up, yeah. folks. Buckle yeah. up. That's why we've been on this little siesta or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and. Yeah. I've uh, been just kind of enjoying our summers, and we've had busy summers. 
Um, and yeah. So anyways, yeah, um, the, Tony, any, anything else that you can think of off the top of your head? The football season needs to save me from my own golf game. I mean, really at this point, <laughs> um, I've been playing some pretty terrible golf this season. So, um, it's a welcomed, uh, change of pace to get back into the swing of things, uh, with, with football season. But yeah, I'm very excited. Um, there's nothing else I can think of that we haven't already covered, but the best part, Carson, I'm going to remind everybody, besides the fact that you should definitely like and subscribe to the channel, please do so. Um, but besides we that, we again are two weeks, about two weeks away uh, from our first preseason game. So I'm excited. I know all of you are excited. Carson, I know you're excited. Uh, so I'm, I'm just ready. ready for football. I'm ready, man. Yeah, Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Who we got here? Who we got? We got Tony K still in here. Almost let me beat him pretty rough. Ah, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. you almost got yeah. beat by Tony, huh, Tony? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had a little, uh, we had a little Tony golf off earlier this year, and uh, it was, it was close. It was certainly close. Uh, he almost got me, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a fun season, and there's still more golf to be had. I'm not giving it up but uh i am uh, i'm i'm ready for fall you know i'm a big guy you know i'm coming out of my hibernation which is the summer months uh yep. for us fella <laughs> big fellas and uh right. you know i've been collecting all my nuts uh and sleeping so that way i can emerge <laughs> when the cooler weather arrives that's right that's right Ah, those games should never be close, he says. <laughs> That's how bad he is, I'm guessing, is what he's trying to say. So Yeah. No, Tony's pretty. Tony's Tony's doing well. And I'm not just talking about myself in the third person. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, um, yeah, we're planning on being with you. Uh, again, uh, plans can change. We were hoping to... Maybe do more this past off season, but things just happened, and you know that's the way it goes. And honestly, there wasn't a ton to talk about, um, so and that's okay. That is okay. And who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we will kind of do that from now on. Maybe disappear a little bit in the summer months. But uh, sometimes no news knows? is good news, right? To be with right. You. Yeah. Absolutely. But. Yeah, definitely looking forward to football season. Looking forward to putting out some previews, hopefully in the coming weeks, of some other teams in the NFC North, as well as, of course, um, the season, the Viking season, and things like that. Um, are there any um, any before we go? Let's close with this, I guess, Tony. Are there any particular battles that you're looking forward to here in training camp? Since we did call this a training camp preview. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I you know, nothing I can't think of any particular position that I'm going, oh man, I can't wait to see this, that. I mean, I, I think the one that's low-hanging fruit is probably KJ Osborne and Jordan Addison, just to see how those two are gonna shake yeah. up with the uh the depth chart. I do think KJ will probably at minimum begin the season as the number two. Um, and then it'll be to see interesting to see how Addison pushes KJ. Um, hopefully he does because that means he's doing well. Um, I think that what I'm really looking for though, outside of the low hanging fruit is just the defense. Uh, how does that look schematically? 
Um, how are the guys coming back from injury looking? Guys like a Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth Jr., Lewis Seen, you know, guys that were with us last year, but because of injuries, um, you know, we just didn't see much. So um, really looking to those guys. And that's really what I'm going to be looking for in training camp and preseason. Well, uh, I did not think you were going to go there. I thought you were going to say the low-hanging fruit is the cornerback position. Um, I'm very intrigued to see, not that it's going to be a good competition, but I'm intrigued to see what the competition is like at the cornerback position uh, between the likes of Andrew Booth Jr., Caleb Evans, and um, others as well, Makai Blackman in there, uh, rookie and some other names as well. But uh, that's the big position I'm looking forward to watching to see who emerges as CB1, CB2. And I think it's going to be a very interesting battle. Whether it's a good battle or not, that's something that uh, we'll have to wait and see. Not holding my breath, but I'm interested to see if Brian Flores can work around or with that issue on this defense. So I think that's going to be very interesting to watch in training camp and going into the 2023 Minnesota Vikings season. So there you have it. The, the announcement of our demise was greatly exaggerated. We are not dead. We are here. (laughs) We are back, so to speak. So glad to, be back and glad to be getting closer. Still a ways away, but we're getting closer to Vikings regular season football, which is what we're all looking forward to. Yes, yeah. I am looking forward to preseason more in than years past, though, Tony, right? With Jaron Hall, get to see what he does. But oh uh, yeah, and of course. <laughs> but other than that, it's kind of like, yeah, I still want to see week one, 2023, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, that is going to do it for this episode. We will have the audio posted of this tomorrow. So looking forward to letting our audio listeners know what's been going on as well. So hopefully you have yourselves a great rest of your Tuesday evening, and we will plan on seeing you next week, hopefully with an extension for TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, somebody maybe, hopefully some news. Hopefully some good news for the Vikings. Uh, We don't need any more bad news. We've had plenty of it. We don't need it ever again, Tony, right? That's right. (laughs) All right, there you have it. Skull Purple Podcast is back. And as always, Skull, Skull, baby.